to week four of the NBA season. Um, high scoring all across the board still continues. Um, this this week we'll be covering Chandler Tyson Chandler versus Carl Anthony Towns. Are the Cavaliers the worst team in the NBA? Murray versus Kyrie Irving or the audience versus a ball thrown by Kyrie Irving? The Raptors and the Warriors keep winning and OKC's on a winning streak as well as what's going on with the Timberwolves and this rumor that Jimmy Butler's giving away private flights. All this and more on this episode of the NBA Second Stringers NBA podcast. But before we jump in, Sean, it looks here that you got a, a a trivia question for me here. Yeah, and this is this is one of my favorites that I saw throughout the week. Um, so we, we know DeAndre Jordan, a longtime clicker, a longtime hack of DeAndre. Yeah. Not never good at free throws. Always hovering around fifty percent, forty five percent. And this is his first year not on the Clippers. He's with the Dallas Mavericks now. And uh, we're going to check in 11 games into their season. What do you think his free throw percentage is this year with his new team? Oh, man. So the Lakers are a team that my team that I I hate and also um, have been complaining <laughs> about recently, just how horrendous their free throw percentage is. Yeah, nothing's um, changed from last year. It's gotten slightly better, but not much. So not they're shooting 72 percent from the free throw line right now, for twenty third at the le- in the league, yeah. which is actually surprising that it's not that far down there. Yeah, there's some bad ones this year. Yeah, so OKC shooting sixty percent, who's second to last. Sacramento Kings are dead last at fifty four percent. Fifty four for the whole team. <laughs> for the whole team. For wow. the whole Sacramento Kings team. Um, you're throwing roughly <laughs> 11 games in for them. You're throwing this season. trivia question right back in my face, dude. <laughs> that's, that's I'm crazy. just trying to I'm trying to set up what would be a good guess. Yeah, yeah. So DeAndre Jordan, I'm gonna say, cannot possibly be doing better than the entire OKC team. So I'm gonna go with 58 percent here. I but I do but I mean it. Sacramento's just shooting so bad, so I think he he's got to be doing shooting better than them. Ooh. I'm going 58%. Final answer. Final answer. All right. So you brought up the Lakers shooting 72%. What if I told you DeAndre Jordan would increase their percentage average? (laughs) If he was on their team? In fact, he would increase every team's average right now, except for the Portland Trailblazers, who are at 85%. My okay. man, DeAndre Jordan, is shooting 84% this year through Impressive. 11 games. 37 of 44 from the line for this man. 37 of 44. They 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 just hit 10 games, right? Like 10 11 or 11, games. yeah. Wow, that's pretty impressive for this guy. Uh, Unheard of. <laughs> this guy was at best a 55% shooter with the Clippers on his best years. And all of a sudden, I think, so I read a few things, and it has to do with the stance he has at the free throw line, whereas before Mm. he was just, like, toes to the line, like, ten toes to the line. Now he's shooting with one foot back, and it's improved his free throw shooting by 30% so far. That seems too good to be true, almost. Right. Um, That it just took something that simple. (laughs) But, I mean, hey, I guess, I guess. <laughs> well, the thing is, DeAndre Jordan never had a bad stroke. Whenever I watched him shoot free throws, I was like, that's not bad. Like, he has good form, but it just never worked. And now, yeah. all of a sudden, it's working on a new team. And, yeah, I don't really know what else to chalk it up to, except for that rumor that potentially the stance has changed. I, I don't really know. 
how you can drastically be that much better. But there you go. 84% for DeAndre Jordan through an eighth of the season. That's pretty impressive. Would you say it's a, it's as impressive as the new Vice City jerseys that the Miami Heat have unveiled? Um, Miami having the best-selling city jersey uh, last year and basically introducing the 2.0 version of that. Um, yeah, I would say that it does rank pretty impressive. I mean, not, not as impressive as DeAndre's free throw shooting, but <laughs> it was the best selling Jersey last year. It looks really nice this year. They got, uh, the, like they were vice last year also, but this year they're going with the all black jerseys instead of the all mm-hmm. white. And they also unveiled a new court to go along with it, um, for the games that they do wear the city Jersey and it all looks really clean. Nice. I mean, hey, Miami Heat's a big market, and they got to still be big in something. I mean, they lost the big three, so (laughs) got to still keep selling tickets somehow. Yep, been a fringe playoff team ever since. But, yeah, you got the awesome jersey, so at least you have something going for you. And you also have a plethora of shooting guards and uh, small forwards. (laughs) All getting paid (laughs) mid-range contracts between four and three years, anywhere between 40 and 50 million. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so you got all these guys to try them out on. Um, how about this one? I think this is a big a big news right here is the League mm-hmm. and the Union have agreed to televise the All-Star draft this year. Great. I mean, Thank you. The, the midterm, this is midterm election week. That was televised. <laughs> Why can't you televise the All-Star, the All-Star draft, man? Yes, what the fans were clamoring for last year. It only took one year, thankfully, for them to see the, the wrong ways last year and give us mm-hmm. this draft that's going to occur in late January. This is going to be fun, man. I'm excited for this. Like, I don't know if I should be excited, if it really matters that much, but I was pretty upset last year when they weren't going to reveal, like, how the teams were formatted. I know we speculated on this podcast, like, who we thought was picked where, and that that was kind of fun, but uh, that's going to be fun to analyze kind of, like, how the picks actually went down as it happens. Yeah. My only thing that I won't like about this is if they somehow stretch this selection process that probably only takes like 10 to 15 minutes and they'll stretch it to an hour oh like like, like the draft lottery com- yeah exactly like the draft lottery if they do that then it's gonna get annoying yeah maybe I can see that getting really old really fast but I-, I i bet it'll be like an hour i bet they'll stretch yeah. it to an hour most likely i bet um uh, i was hoping what they would do is maybe like an hour or two before the game, maybe not that much, maybe like 30 minutes before the game. That would Everybody's be crazy. on the court, and it's just like, <laughs> hey, and then you just like, you know, there's a one-size-fits-all jersey that everybody puts on. Yeah, or they, what would happen is they'd probably end up making a jersey for, like, both teams just so they're ready for either situation, like like Team LeBron versus Team Giannis or whatever. Like, they'd have one ready. Yeah, that would be great. Um, but, I mean, I guess I'll – we got to compromise somehow and I'll settle for this, but this, which is a lot more, it's a lot better than what we had last year, which was nothing at all. Right. Yeah. We'll get, we'll give the guys two weeks to um, gel as a team together. <laughs> Some yeah. Team chemistry. Exactly. And then Tyson Chandler completes his buyout with the Phoenix Suns, makes his debut with the LA Lakers at 36 years old. Tyson Chandler locks down Carl Anthony Towns, um, <laughs> makes him go fall, five for 16, one for six from three, and commit six turnovers. Well, it's not just Tyson Chandler, but there was a couple plays there where Carl Anthony Towns cannot get any movement in the post because of uh, Tyson Chandler. Yeah, no, I remember this one play where Carl Anthony Towns was trying to post up on Chandler shoved him like two or three times didn't budge an inch and then and then they get a steal off of that after he tries to force something up 
But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I mean, we we've talked about how Carl Anthony Towns just does not look like himself this year. But at the same time, yeah. Tyson Chandler could not have come to the Lakers at a better time. I do not exactly. think that this would have been a a winning result for the Lakers had Tyson Chandler not gotten in half a game's worth of minutes for these guys, <laughs> just playing some tough, gritty defense, something that they needed desperately. Because uh, yeah. you can't play JaVale McGee for twenty for uh, 48 minutes a game. Yeah, they definitely tried. It looked like they were pushing uh, JaVale McGee, Kyle Kuzma. I mean, and Zubak just is not a good guy no. to put out there right now. He cannot guard anybody. I mean, he has a hard time just grabbing rebounds at this point. He's just soft, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tyson Chandler, perfect timing to bring him in. Though, I think at anybody you bring in um, over seven feet tall and you add him to this Laker team would have been an addition just because <laughs> right. this team lacks so much size, um, especially in the front court. I mean, outside of JaVale McGee. You basically had Kyle Kuzma playing center or LeBron at times, and it wasn't really it wasn't resulting in wins. I'm not sure what the offseason speculation was thinking when people said, "Oh, the Lakers will be fine." Right? Yeah, and this is just crazy lucky. I feel for the Lakers too that they would buy Tyson Chandler out so early in the season. You usually don't see this happen like mm-hmm. ten games into a season. You know, like usually we wait till like at least halfway through. I feel, but. Man, they got super lucky, able to grab this guy up immediately and just insert yeah. him in. I almost wonder, do people, do teams really get that lucky? Like, there must have been some House of Cards back-channeling stuff happening here. Yeah, I guess it is possible if they're like, if Tyson Chandler did want to buy out to play for some, actually play for somebody, and then James Jones, who's the, the acting GM now, is able to find him, like a someone that was going to pick him up, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they were looking out for him. Uh yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but it was a great addition. I mean, Tyson Chandler was there to close the game out against the Wolves because without Tyson Chandler, I don't think the Lakers win that game. No, I I agree. Like he's already making an impact and I don't know, this this could be a little pivot point for the Lakers here getting a quality win over a, a team that has looked good in a few games. I mean, they have an amazing roster. They just can't figure mm-hmm. it out because of all the dysfunction and off the court issues, obviously. Even yeah. with a resurgent Derrick Rose. I mean, <laughs> Derrick Rose balled out in that game, too, and it still wasn't enough. Right. He had a franchise record for made threes in a single game, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so, he I mean, had seven threes in that game. Yeah, so a quote-unquote historical game there, and still uh, the Lakers were able to walk away with the win. And I mean, Tyson Chandler has a, had a modest stat line, I guess, 23 minutes and nine rebounds. Um, but still, I mean, it's just the the impact of his size and the hustle there. He had a couple of key rebounds and big tap outs back out to get 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 the Lakers those extra seconds on the shot clock towards the end there to walk away with the win. Yeah, like three tap outs, I think, in that last minute on that one possession where he just mm-hmm. kept bullying guys down low because Towns is soft as ever and Chandler <laughs> is ready to just beat him up. As yeah. an aside, though, man, I I am loving seeing Derek Rose come out and ball though like even yeah. in this losing effort man like he looks as good as he has since 2011 yeah those were impressive back-to-back threes he put in the final minute there it looked like the Lakers were ready to walk away with it um, and all of a sudden Derek Rose shows up and hits those two big shots right um, I mean he might have gotten fouled there on that last one um, but he that shot was close as well just hits the back back of the rim but I mean, and he's been, I mean, so now he's got two good games under his belt. The question is how, how much longer can he keep this going before, 
you know what we've seen in the past from Derrick Rose is where he breaks down. Yeah, I'm really hoping it doesn't happen though, man. Like as long as Jeff Teague just stays out of the starting lineup and they just keep giving Derrick Rose the opportunity, like he could definitely like right now like you're looking at JaVale McGee being most improved player of the year, like at that point you got to give it to Derrick Rose if he's able to play a full season like this. That's true. That is true. I mean, Derrick Rose is shooting from three better than ever and I mean from the mid-range as well. Prior to that, he relied so much on attacking the basket, and his shots just looks so much more fluid. Yeah. Uh, but how about some of the injuries that have occurred already this year? We got Russell Westbrook out, who injured his ankle against the Pelicans. Luckily, the x-rays there are negative, but um, a big turning point for OKC, who hasn't been able to really put it together. Well, they're on this big winning streak, uh, so they're in danger of, like, starting to sink again with losing Russell Westbrook here. Yeah, I mean, but luckily... With a win over the Rockets tonight, a convincing win over the Rockets tonight, I should add. Mm-hmm. They've, they've won two in a row without him somehow, and on their way, like, climbing up the Western Conference standings higher than any like anyone's climbing right now, and he's not going to be out too much longer, I think. So if they can just weather maybe a game or two more with Russ being out, and hopefully he comes back fully healthy and it's not super serious, like, this team's just going to keep rolling, man, like... They're the team mm-hmm. that we thought they were at the start of the season, finally. Right. They're a little bit um, fortunate that there's a bunch of teams sitting at six uh, with a 6-4 and four <laughs> record as well. Seems yeah. like everybody outside of the Nuggets, Portland, and Warriors have that record. Right. Oh, and the Suns. The Suns are definitely <laughs> not 6-4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, they're actually beating the Celtics tonight, so that that's even crazy, too. The Suns are playing well for themselves. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that is kind of the thing with, like, all these teams that are competitive in the West – playing each other a lot to start the season they're all their records are really similar and so they start playing some of these mediocre eastern conference teams i don't think we're going to really see a lot of like parity between mm-hmm. the teams like the kings are still in it they won't be by like <laughs> another 10 or 15 games yeah yeah maybe in the grizzlies too i don't know yeah the grizzlies are hanging in there i mean the lakers winning yesterday they're not quite six and four yet but i mean five and six yeah they're right there and you mm-hmm. gotta remember the heat when LeBron got there with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, mind you, were nine and eight to start their season. True. So for the Lakers to get to five hundred, if once they get to that nine and eight range, I would say that's about a win-win right there. Because yeah, if, if LeBron with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh only goes nine and eight, LeBron with Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma going nine and eight, it's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. How about Draymond Green injuring his foot in the game against the Memphis Grizzlies? The Warriors running thin on. On front court players, this uh, I think seems like it would be a big loss. But even if Draymond Green does go down, I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors just still keep winning with the absurd <laughs> yeah. percentages they're currently shooting. And I mean, the league's not playing any crazy defense, so it's their game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're gonna lose a guy out of the starting lineup, it's close between Clay and Draymond. But losing Draymond is not a end all be all for this team, especially mm-hmm. just in the regular season. Maybe if it was the playoffs, it'd be different. They're not going to lose many games without him in the lineup. I don't think he's gonna, even going to be out that many games. Yeah. And then you're seeing guys like Jonas Jarebko and Alfonso McKinney <laughs> like, play so much better than they ever have. I've never even heard of McKinney before. I don't think anybody has. Mm-hmm. These guys are playing decent minutes for this team and playing productive, efficient games, uh, putting up double-digit points in some of them. Like, Yeah, it's just whatever. Draymond I mean, it's goes just, down, whatever. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's just the nature of the game. I mean, Jonas Jurbeka, you almost would rather have him out there than like a, than Zubak, who's a seven footer. Oh, just yeah. Because, <laughs> just because he could just run around on all the switches and and shoot the ball from outside. It's it's just the nature of the game has changed so much. Right. That yeah. Guys until, like these are worthy of decent minutes. Yeah. Until NBA coaches get the personnel to have this like switching style of defense that everyone seems like they're forced to play. Like mm-hmm. the Warriors are just going to run train on everybody. Yeah, I agree. Um, so a team that's going, that's losing the players <laughs> left and right. Oh man, this is exactly what this team did not need the worst luck in the world. But the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> seem to have that right now. They lose Kevin Love, uh, George Hill going down with a pretty serious shoulder injury as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Decker missing a could miss a month with an ankle sprain. <laughs> they lose their coach. <laughs> they lose their coach. Yeah, Larry Drew was able to actually negotiate a contract for himself now, so he he's looking the best out of anyone in this Cavs organization right now. Just True. chilling, nice job security. Mm-hmm. But man, no Sam Decker, no Kevin Love, no George Hill now. It's almost as if they're tanking now. You know? Yeah. Like exactly. <laughs> or it's almost as if. J.R. Smith just somehow created this whole mess so he could get his playing minutes back. <laughs> it's all a big conspiracy. <laughs> Possibly, probably well, the, not. The sad thing is that their lottery odds are worse now than they were in years past because they're making that changeover this year to where the first few mm. teams don't have as good odds as they used to. So they, they're discouraging tanking. But it's almost as if this team has no choice but the tank at this point because, hey, some percentage is better than no percentage, right? So you might as well lose as many games as possible. And it's yeah. not like they, they can try to win games and they won't win them. So, like, you know, whatever. Just play Colin Sexton. Play whoever else you need to develop on that team. I don't even know if they have anyone <laughs> to develop on that I team. I guess Seti Osman. Yeah, Seti, sure. Yeah, that's all you really got to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, with a one in ten record, they're basically what a point zero nine winning percentage <laughs> right now. Yeah, um, yeah, they're not doing much anymore. Although I guess there is still a shot to climb back up, seeing as the Wizards are two and eight, uh, Bulls are three and nine, as well as the Hawks. So they yeah, could skip we're a talking about of the bottom come. of the barrel, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, I am so glad I didn't make a bet on this team. I thought this team was going to go at 10th, at least 10th. Wow. I thought so. I thought so. Looking at what they had, I was like, okay, they still have some quality players. The Easter Conference is weak. Yeah. It kind of sucks, but hey, that's that's what you got in front of you. (laughs) Um, And the former Cavalier Kyrie Irving fined $25,000 for throwing the game ball into the stands after Jamal Murray basically lights up his team for – 49 points, uh, walking away with the win as well and shoots that three-pointer right there at the end to try to get himself over the 50-point <laughs> mark in a very cheap way, a uh, very immature way, I think, in my opinion. But I don't know. I don't think it deserved the response that the league came down yeah, so you're on, on Kyrie Kyrie's Irving. Side. I mean, I'm, I don't think it was kosher to just throw the ball in frustration like that. Uh, Though I do think that was probably more had more to do with the fact that they lost that close game to the or they lost that game to Denver. Yeah, it wasn't super close, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Kyrie Irving obviously frustrated. The Celtics are not playing as well as people expected. Yeah, um, six and four at this point, maybe six and five if they lose to the Suns tonight. 
um, yeah, it's not looking all like roses and whatever for the for this yeah. team that looked like they were easily going to be the favorites in the East. Kyrie Irving got off to a slow start. I mean, Jamal Murray, was he 21, 22 years old? And he, yeah, 21. he's the one outplaying Kyrie Irving. I mean, Kyrie's a competitive guy, and when that guy outplays you as as well as Jamal Murray did, I mean, you're going to be frustrated. Yeah, and it really it's pretty clear that it got into his head. I mean, in the after the game, his quotes was, "You don't play basketball like that," and he called called his actions petty and immature, which I, I I do agree with. But I mean, Kyrie Irving's the veteran here now. I mean, he's an NBA champion. I don't think he should have reacted that way. Well, at the same yeah. time, I don't think the NBA should have given Kyrie Irving the fine that they did. I right. mean, the kid. Uh, there's a kid out there who walked away with a freaking official basketball, NBA basketball. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that kid's like the most happy kid in the entire world right now. And Kyrie got to be a better leader, in my opinion. Like, there are be- like you can do that post game interview and you can mouth off on the guy, but to throw the ball in frustration, I think, speaks more to just like him being angry that they lost the game, like you said. Mm-hmm. He could have saved himself some money not doing that. Um, yeah, you just got you just got to be more mature about it yourself, you know, like yeah. I think is immature that he let his anger get the better of him. Yeah. And correction there. Jamal Murray actually scored 48 points on the night, not 49, but he was right there. And I, I will say it, I agree with Petty and immature in that Jamal Murray just kind of I mean, he all it was pretty obvious. He was just trying to get to 50. Oh, like, sure. Shooting that three. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a cool club to be a part of. You know, I, I'd probably go for it, too. I remember. A middle school game I had once where our team was winning by like 30 points. We were winning like 48 to 12 against some <laughs> sad team. And then like we, one of our guys, he just wanted to get a point for himself. So he just, he just kept playing hard and like <laughs> went to the basket, got a layup, got to 50 points and we were super happy about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 50 what, felt what, good. Yeah. It feels good if you're the winning side, I guess. Um, what are your thoughts though? It's like the tradition you, if the team is up and you are obviously going to walk away with the win, you don't shoot the ball on that final possible possession. Uh, yeah. do you still agree that that's, that's a tradition to, uh, worthy of, of, of holding or no, nah, he should, or does he it not matter? No, he shouldn't have done it. I, I think yeah. he shouldn't have done it. Just saying that's what happened in middle school. I was in yeah. middle school though. Like this guy's <laughs> on the highest level. You have to show sportsmanship. Yeah. I think so too. I think it, it was petty, kind of, I don't know, bad tasting. I think to oh, see him sure. just shoot, just chuck <laughs> up a three. Like nobody's playing defense on him anymore. Yeah, for sure. I, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It does. Like it's just a little disrespectful. Some feelings will get hurt, but it's just sensitivity. True. Yeah. How about Terry Rozier? Rumors are floating around that he's feeling a little sensitive, unhappy about his limited role on his team. I mean, just look at his numbers. His minutes, his minutes per game are down from twenty-five to twenty-two. Field goal attempts from ten to seven. Field goal percentage is down. Points per game are down. But I mean, that's not a surprise, though. Um, yeah, Kyrie Irving's there. I mean, yeah. I don't know what he expects. Does he expect to just uh, take minutes away from a guy that's been an NBA champion, that's been a bona fide All Star in this league? Mm-hmm. Like, I know he. I know he's wants to make a name for himself sure but i think he he's bought he's selling or he's betting on himself but i don't think he's as good as he actually is so if they the celtics do try to trade him like to someone like the phoenix suns i feel like the celtics are going to end up fleecing another team out of like a first round draft pick for terry rogier because he, he's pretty small 
He's a good shooter, but he's not like an all-star point guard by any means. Yeah, I don't think the Celtics end up trading him. I mean, I think you got to try to hold on to a guy like that. Uh, add another dimension to your to your bench, um, especially if you're thinking NBA championship and going up against the Warriors um, and the Toronto Raptors. I try to hold on to hold on to him. Um, oh sure, and, yeah. And I don't. I'm not really sure how real this rumor is. So. I mean, Terry Rozier went on a radio show, 98.5 Toaster and Rich Show, a local radio station out in the Boston area. And he uh, quoted as saying, I'm happy to be in the position where I'm at to be playing on a team that's mentioned to have a chance to be in the championship. So I'm not really worried about what's being said. Mm -hmm. Um, And he went on uh, to say that, I mean, he's basically he's happy with his role and he's happy to be on the Boston Celtics. So at the same time, I don't really know if there's much merit to these rumors. Yeah, there might not be. I mean, right when Kyrie gets hurt, like Terry Rozier gets mega minutes. So, yeah, I mean, you're looking at one of the best roles in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. On a great team, backing up an all-star, uh, leader of, of like, one of the leaders of the second squad for that team. Like, yeah, he's got a mate right now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't think – I would not trade him if I'm the Boston Celtics. You need this, this extra yeah, dimension unless, off your I bench. Mean, yeah, unless you really think you can get something good for him. Like, if you could get a lottery pick for Terry Rozier, I'd consider that. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Like, the Phoenix Suns pick will be a lottery pick if That's they wanted true. to trade for him. I'm not sure they would give that up for Terry Rozier. They might. They're desperate. They're playing desperate. Isaiah Cannon at point guard <laughs> right now. <laughs> This is true. These are facts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if they want to fulfill Devin Booker's, um, I don't. I'm tired of losing, kind of thing. Like they they could make a move like that to try to appease him. Right. At the same time, though, you might be able to steal him in free agency at some point coming up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, free yeah. agency is a whole story too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. If I was the Suns, I'd give it another year. Just keep yeah. just keep being bad for one more year. This this next draft class is looking crazy good, especially with those right. three Duke boys. Man, did you see that game the other day? Yeah, I mean there wasn't really much to see. The game was pretty <laughs> pretty over well, what pretty you quickly. Saw was potentially the top three picks in the next draft. Yeah, that was an impressive showing, though. Um, I never really know what to think of college basketball. I feel like there's a lot of hype around it, and then once you sometimes that hype just gets overblown. In uh, college basketball, is just so much different from NBA. Players aren't quite as consistent. But that was oh, a great totally. game. That was a great game to start the college basketball year. Yeah, what makes it exciting, though, is that like you have potentially the best three college players right. on one team, which is mm-hmm. really fun to watch. Like They just so, dominated a college team. Let's like, see how, good, how great this team becomes, and maybe we can ask the question whether or not they would be better then I don't know. Who do you think? The, the Cavs. Cl- Cl- the Cavs? <laughs> you think the Cavs are on the way to being the worst team in the league? Well, they are. They are now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I don't see that changing very soon. I yeah, I don't know because it's hard to say. You got you got three guys on that team that team that could easily be NBA players right now if there mm-hmm. wasn't the one and done rule. Yeah. Yeah. Who's to say? Yeah. Well, I guess we'll re- reevaluate. But and the rest um, of the team is probably pretty bad compared to NBA players. It's only those three guys. <laughs> Yeah. So the OKC Thunder, who have won have won seven straight and just secured a win against the Rockets tonight. Um, and this is all while being the second worst free throw shooting team in the entire league um, at sixty one percent. Man, that's that's <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. impressive, but also pretty terrible at the same time. Yeah, this is a team that doesn't have a character. Like 
a DeAndre Jordan or I don't Andre Andre Drummond. Yeah, yeah, um, you have guys like Russell Akeem Westbrook Noah. and Paul George. These guys they have to make clutch free throws, and they're all stars, and they they mm-hmm. they're relied on their team to make these shots. But yeah, I guess no one's really uh, stepping up to bat for the for these guys. Yeah, but still impressive though that they've been able to dig themselves out of the out of this hole that they potentially could have been in, um, losing a bunch of games to start the year. But uh, they're on a roll now, and let's let's see how far they can keep it going. I mean, they're in seventh place right now in the standings. Not that that really means anything at this yeah. point, but you just gotta keep getting the wins. I mean, they're getting mm-hmm. the wins. As we said before, they're looking like the team that we thought they were in the off season, and some of these games even winning without Russell Westbrook in the lineup. We're right. seeing guys like Terrence Ferguson actually scoring points. Mm-hmm. Guys like Dennis Schroeder able to step up when he's hurt because he was a starter last year for a few years in Atlanta. And Paul George actually playing some good basketball. He kind of had a slow start to the season as well. So, right, yeah, these guys are stepping up. I mean, Diallo, I think, is a great rookie for them right now. Mm-hmm. He's playing really well. I and mean, He was a late draft pick for them. So Sam, more Sam Presti magic. Um, yeah, Dennis yeah, Schroeder. Dan Schroeder had a good game here and there yeah, as well during that streak. You're going to end up winning that bet we did at the beginning of the season. I'll, I predicted he'd only average 12 points a game. And oh, man, he's a good he's a scorer. Bad. Yeah. Oh, he's aggressive. He and, I mean, he's going to get starter minutes in the next couple games here with Russell Westbrook out. Um, yeah, it's only going to increase his averages. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to get more and more comfortable. Dan yeah. Schroeder is good. Don't. <laughs> I'm taking more L's on my predictions, man. <laughs> L's after L's here. You should just stop making predictions. <laughs> just listen to mine. <laughs> oh, you, oh, I hate you. <laughs> Though I've made some bad ones, including I. I thought the Cavs were gonna be at least tenth. I did not and, think they'd be the worst team. Yeah, but I mean, I'm we both wrong on that. We both looking wrong on the Wizards right now too. That's true as well. Um, but let's not talk about them. Let's talk about the Warriors. Large winning yeah. streak as well. Eight in a row. I thought the Warriors were going to get off to a slow start. Not quite as slow as, like, OKC or anything like that. But I did not think they'd, they'd hold on to a win streak like this. Um, basically, Steph Curry right now, could he? he's, like, just historically great right now. I mean, he's it's shooting ridiculous. 50% from three uh, with 11, averaging 11 attempts per game from the three-point range. Uh, Ten games in, and he's shooting 50%, better than most people are shooting just from the field. Better than Russell Westbrook is shooting from the field. Better than almost the entire Laker team is shooting Aww. from the field. And he's doing it from the three-point line. This is insane. Um, yeah. And I'm just going to – I'm not sure how this isn't, like, part of the national discussion. I think most people just expect it out of the Warriors to be great. But this is a whole nother level, I think, uh, for Steph Curry. Well, yeah, once – that that's exactly it, though, Alan. It's like if greatness is the norm, nobody's yeah. going to care if you are a little greater than you were before it's like that's why i don't even like talking about them on the podcast because obviously they're winning obviously they're gonna be the best team in the league by the end of the season obviously they're the favorite to win the championship so it's like uh but we have to give them the credit though it's like they're winning the games they have the people to do it eight in a row it might as well be 18 in a row (laughs) probably we'll be talking about them in a month from now when they've done that and i mean yeah Durant's just playing the most efficient basketball I've ever seen. Yeah, the amount of shots that, that he's taking, and yeah, you have these guys stepping up, like we mentioned, Jarebko, McKinney, this dude, Damian Jones. Like, who is <laughs> Damian Jones? Who he, he's a nobody on any other team. And I feel like there's been more than a couple Damian Jones in the NBA. Yeah, 
There, yeah. Oh, for sure. But yeah, it it's insane. But more impressive to me, because I mean, good job, Warriors. More impressive to me, the Raptors five in a row, yeah, three of five without impressive. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I mean, getting some solid wins on the road as well in the Western Conference. A win against the Utah Jazz in Utah. That's a big win as well as, I mean, maybe not quite a big win in L.A. Uh, but that but was still. huge, too, because it was such a blowout. Right. <laughs> I mean, 70 points in the first half for the Raptors. Uh, basically, they did not let the Lakers do anything. The Lakers finished with 17 points in the first quarter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's how many points I get when I play five-minute quarters in NBA 2K. <laughs> <laughs> for real, though. But you have the turbo I'm, on the whole time, so that's kind of cheating. That's true. No, no. And I have the turbo on the whole time, so that makes it even worse. It's like, And I have fatigue off, so I'm like going all out for five minutes, and I only get to 17 points. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty impressive what they're doing. I mean, Kyle, Kyle Lowry is just uh, taking reins of this team. Serge Ibaka all of a sudden playing like it's 2012 again. I mean, Kyle Lowry is leading the league in assists right now at 11.2, and it's not really that close. Chris Paul second at nine assists per game. And Kyle Lowry also leading the league in total assists uh, 10 games into the into the NBA so far. I mean, they're on a roll, and they got Kawhi Leonard back, so this win streak could potentially keep going. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're probably going to continue sitting him out of back-to-backs for the rest of the season, just no matter if he's healthy or not. So you're still going to see Kawhi missing, like, 20 to 25 games this year just for maintenance. But mm-hmm. yeah, Kyle Lowry, man, I did not think at this point in his career he would be stepping it up another level. But right. it's almost like he's fueled by anger that DeMar DeRozan is not on this team anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's just he's just lighting it up. He's doing everything for this team. I mean, Ibaka, we'll, we'll, he has uh, best performance of the week spoiler right <laughs> there. That Some crazy games. He's playing better offense than he's ever played in his career. Yeah, and he he should, he's a guy that should be past his prime too. So they're just getting so much out of these guys, and I I don't know how much credit you got to give to Nick Nurse at this point, but he's got to deserve some credit because this this new head coach they've got is making them click on all cylinders. Yeah, what a slap in the face to anybody who ever thought that this team should tank. I don't remember if you <laughs> I was against it. I was like, no way, this team should just keep going. I mean, but yeah. uh, and. Think this is a good thing they did. So this is who they got next. They got the Knicks, the Pelicans, the Pistons, the Celtics, the Bulls, the Magic, the Hawks, and then the Wizards. Um, Only a few hard Heat ones in there. And the Grizzlies to close the month off. So if they get that win against um, the Pelicans and the Celtics, they could keep this win streak going towards the end of the month, really. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that Celtics one will be tough. But they, mm-hmm. they handily took care of the Celtics earlier in the year, beat them by like 20. Yeah. And the Pelicans, I mean, they're good when Anthony Davis plays. Bad if he's like 98% healthy. So, yeah. uh, that'll be a hard one, probably. But yeah, I mean, even if they go one loss for the rest of the month, they're still looking really good. Yeah. How about the Timberwolves, though, in our section of sinking teams, teams who got some holes in their boats and are slowly sinking? Um, <laughs> this one's quickly sinking. <laughs> yeah, the Timberwolves. I mean, the story continues. This is this is this team is like the Cleveland Cavaliers of last year. Like every day, it seems like a national story comes out about them <laughs> or it's national it's tension. Uh, and it's crazy because they don't. I mean, I guess you thought they had a top five player in Carl Anthony Towns. But uh, storyline after storyline comes out of uh, Minnesota. Derrick Rose resurgence. Um, despite all that, they're 
they're just still losing, um, struggling to really get their offense going, struggling to keep their defense consistent. Uh, their main anchor, Carl Anthony Towns, is just not looking like a top 10 player right now in the NBA. I don't even know if he's top 20 at this point. Yeah, I, I would doubt it. I mean, I, you could name a ton of guys that are playing better basketball than him. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's just not putting up any numbers like he used to. I mean, last year he was averaging 25 points, 11 rebounds. Yeah. He doesn't even get close to that on some nights. Like, against against the Lakers, what did he get? Like, what, was it 15 and 9 maybe? Yeah, off like, like a terrible shooting percentage. Terrible shooting. Five and there's 16. a sensor. He's close to the basket for most of his shots. He shoots three sometimes, but, I mean, mm-hmm. he should be dominating down low, and he's doing nothing for this team. He's never been good at defense, and he doesn't look like he's improved. And yeah. you look at guys like Wiggins, and he's not doing anything on defense. And it's like it's just Jimmy Butler that's really yeah. trying on that side. and. Derek they, Rose, they got one Derek. of the yeah. Derek Rose, he's not really doing that much on defense. I mean, he's a great offensive player right now, mm-hmm. but they, they rank twenty fifth in average points allowed. There's <laughs> only five teams that are uh, giving up more points than they are. Yeah, he's not looking good. I mean, forty four percent field goal uh, percentage this year for a guy who takes most of his shots within ten feet of the basket. I mean, every now and then he'll he'll walk out toward the three point line, but to shoot forty four percent. I don't for a guy who's a seven footer, known for offensive ability. Uh, it's a little that's that's it's strange. It's a little surprising. And not only that, <laughs> but he's actually leading the the entire Timberwolves teams in turn and total turnovers this year, as well as turnovers per game at three per game. And that's what you saw Oof. in that Laker game. Um, it seemed like every time he tried to post up, he either had a pass back out or he ended up losing the ball somehow or almost losing it uh, due to the Laker defense just collapsing on him or him not just. Not being able to really get comfortable in the post and make a good move. Um, yeah, that, I don't know. Man. So I guess the, the my final question with this is, is Jimmy Butler getting traded the only thing that's going to save Carl Anthony Towns' season? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I guess it's possible. I mean, maybe he just needs more touches per game to get more comfortable, and Jimmy Butler's taking some of those away. But that was the case last season, too, and he had a great year last year. That's true. That's why I don't – I want to say no. Yeah, I don't think so. So I he's think, just he's just taking a regression then. I'm not – I don't want to say that either. I mean, how could he be regressing? There, there's been no injuries. He's young as hell. I mean, <laughs> well, if he's not working hard, maybe he's not working hard. And if you're not working hard and the rest of the league is, then you get left behind. I don't I, – I feel like – I don't want to just say that. I don't want to judge the guy's work ethic. I, I got to think I mean, he's working hard. I feel hard. like it's definitely worth questioning at this point. <laughs> it's like it doesn't seem like there's anything else to point to. It's like he just doesn't look like the same player. Yeah, he doesn't. Um, I don't know, man. Let's give him more time and see what happens. But right now, yeah, he's not I mean, looking we're gonna good. We're going to have to revisit this every fair. week if this team continues <laughs> to sink like this. <laughs> True, until they get to the bottom like Titanic or <laughs> yeah. the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, not that level. Yeah, I don't know but, if the Cavs will even win four games this year. Yeah, but if the Timberwolves want to be a part of this Western Conference race, they need Carl Anthony Towns, or they need to trade Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler and get something back of quality. But uh, just a brief mention, another team that's sinking, and there's no surprise or this trend has been continuing since the start, is the Washington Wizards. Though they yeah. got Dwight Howard back, but it still hasn't improved anything as they've lost six out of their last seven <laughs> with only one. two two wins. <laughs> they got one win. There you go. That's that's progress, yeah. right? 
True. But uh, the Washington Wizards continuing to sink, uh, not really becoming the Eastern Conference team that we thought they'd be, which at a minimum, I thought they would at least be the fifth best team in the East. But yeah. now that's looking like that's a long shot. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about guys that look like they're regressing. Otto Porter Jr. does not look like he belongs in that starting role. Like, yeah. he, he just looks like he's not, like, he definitely doesn't look like a $100 million man, like he's getting paid. Mm-hmm. Like, he is playing poor basketball. John Wall and Bradley Beal playing very inefficient, not look like they're playing well together. Yeah, Dwight Howard gets gets you know some points, some rebounds, about a double double a night. But I mean, he's doing what he he does what he, what he can do on, and yeah, needs to do. Is exactly what he did on the Hornets. But I mean, at the end of the day, like you have Austin Rivers on your team, <laughs> like there's just no hope right now. Like it's crazy. This might be this might this team might have the most talent on it, and might be like the worst record with the best talent ratio that yeah. I've seen in a while. If you could quantify talent. Yeah, you'd probably see that in the Wizards as quantify talent level to, you know, current record. Yeah, um, like a team with two all-stars last year. Right. Like, they're still in their primes, too. It's not like they all of a sudden got old or anything. Like, these are two guys that are should be all-stars this year. Yeah. This is a dangerous situation for the Wizards in that, I mean, this is the best you can do with this team. And to think you also signed John Wall to that super max deal a couple yeah. To last that year, hasn't last even summer. that hasn't even yeah, started hasn't, yet. <laughs> mm-hmm, it hasn't kicked in yet, and order and you're also paying order Porter for the next a uh, couple years. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Beal as well. I mean, this is your team going forward <laughs> for a while, and it's yeah. gonna as good as John Wall is. It's gonna be extremely hard to move him yeah, because so of I the mean, amount of money at, he's getting paid. Right, and same with Otto Porter. No one's gonna want that contract except maybe the Nets because they love terrible contracts <laughs> for some reason. So yeah. you're looking at the only guy being able to ship out is Bradley Beal. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what they have to do if they're looking at like 30 games into the season, and if they're like 12 and 18, like yeah. you have to like that's optimistic, honestly. If they're 12 and 18, if they're two mm-hmm. and eight right now, so if you're looking at that, you're like, man, like we're not even gonna make the playoffs this year at this rate. Like something's gotta give. And yeah. this is the Eastern Conference too. Like we should be dominating these teams that have less talent than us. Yeah, and I mean they they beat the the New York. I don't want to say that as like one of their highlights, but I mean you have <laughs> oh to. But they beat the New York Knicks, and John Wall put together a, a pretty good performance. Um, but I mean, then you come back and you lose to the Dallas Mavericks. Though I will say their their only defense at this point, I think that I could come up with is they did start the year on a somewhat hard western conference road trip sure Uh, and and they dropped a bunch of games that so i guess it's kind of hard to start the new year nba season on the road on the west coast um the lakers had a really hard schedule too you could argue and they're five and six true so it's true though yeah and the, the wizards are a team that they've had guys there for multiple years playing together so they should have figured it out way more than the lakers yeah if we're comparing yeah yeah, well, I'm not trying to completely stand up for the Washington Wizards, but I'll give them that as yeah, their def- I, little bit of defense. I respect you <laughs> trying to give them a leg to stand on, but I, I just kind of <laughs> swept it out from underneath you immediately. <laughs> you did, you did. Um, My but bad. let's move. Let's move on from there. The best performances of the week: Giannis Antetokounmpo, of course, he's in here. 26 points, 15 rebounds, 11 assists on eight for 11 shooting, a 39 plus or minus. Of course, he'd do this against the Sacramento <laughs> Kings. I mean. 
Buddy yeah. Hill cannot contain Giannis. No. Uh, <laughs> De'Aaron Fox, no. De'Aaron None of these Fox, guys can. No. I mean, granted, the Kings have looked better than we expected them to, but Giannis may lit them up, make them look like the team that we expect them to be the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I usually like throwing in less than MVP caliber players in this mix, but, I mean, when the guy plays like this, you got to give him the credit. Yeah, here's a guy who's not MVP candidate, but boy, man, he <laughs> lit up an entire team. Serge Ibaka, who didn't miss a man. single shot until like midway into the third quarter. <laughs> and they weren't all just dunks. I mean, he was making it from everywhere. Oh, like, yeah. He was lighting this Laker team up, ended up shooting 15 to 17 from the floor for 34 points, 10 rebounds, threw in two assists and two steals, just clobbering the Lakers. Oh, I mean, Serge Ibaka just looked like an all-star, like a top-five center out there. Uh, <laughs> Why going, who? <laughs> yeah, going posting up Kyle Kuzma, uh, not JaVel McGee, but uh, but just moving or moving around, moving without the ball. Kyle Lowry finding him in good spots, and the Lakers just were lost out there against the yeah. Raptors. Yeah, granted, Lakers one of the worst defensive teams in the league right now, but man, a guy like Ibaka, you never expect something like this out of him, so for him to come out and give a performance like this to show that he's capable of it, that he's mm-hmm. bringing his game to the next level like this. Like that's, that's one of the reasons why the Raptors are playing so well. Yeah. How about Ennis Cantor? 41 minutes, 23 points, 24 rebounds, <laughs> seven assists, double overtime Man. loss to the Chicago Bulls. And Ennis Cantor has to, he was yeah. off the bench in this game. See, he has moments like this. Um, and that make me think, wow, why did why does he get such a bad cred over the last few years? But and then he'll you know he'll do other stuff, and you'll realize why. But mm-hmm. I mean, this is a high, <laughs> a huge highlight here for Ennis Cantor. And he put, I mean, not quite twenty four rebounds, but twenty plus points and ten plus rebounds. He would put performances like that last year as well. Yeah, I mean, you're a proud owner of him last year in fantasy. I'm a proud yeah. owner of him this year. Uh, I mean, this guy puts up stats like you wouldn't expect, and. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's losing out minutes to Mitchell Robinson at the starting position right now just because, I mean, they know what they have in Ennis Cantor, and they need to they need to improve their, their young guys. I understand that. But, like, Ennis Cantor's so much better than Mitchell Robinson. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, maybe Dave Fizz, maybe – I mean, Fizdell's such a finesse type. Like, he loves those finesse oh, type yeah. players. I mean, Mitchell Robinson's got talent for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean – yeah, Cantor, Can- Cantor will just go out go out there and bully some guys, get 24 rebounds, man. <laughs> and they still lost this game, which is the sad part. Zach Levine had a great game on the other end. But, yeah, yeah. there you go. And it's Cantor. We have not highlighted Zach Levine, who actually we've, put we've it together. Him, yeah, have we? I, I feel like we gave him a small surprising. amount of credit at some point. I feel like we have. Maybe we haven't. He's put together some really surprising performances. I thought he, I, we were calling that contract ridiculous. This, yeah. all these ad, bad adjectives, but looking <laughs> actually pretty good. Uh, how about Let's Julius Randle? 10 for 10, 26, 26 points, eight rebounds, and two blocks in that loss against OKC. Um, Julius Randle also coming off the bench and 100% from the field. Yeah, 100% from the field, man. This guy just showing the Lakers everything that they're missing out on right now. They had to go out and get Tyson Chandler because they didn't have enough down low. You yeah. could have had this man right here. It's, yeah. it's just, it, it hurts. Every, every time this man goes out and plays is another just punch to the gut for Lakers fans. Yeah, I don't know how they couldn't keep this going. I like Julius Randle. I don't like Julius Randle enough to pay him $12 million, but I like him 
to pay him eight million, nine million. Yeah, I mean, he's making nine million. That's it. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm not Such sure if value. I. Yeah, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before, but Larry Nance, out of that core of Julius Randle, Jordan Clarkson, that Laker core, yeah. Larry Nance has the biggest paycheck right now, or he's oh, yeah, going no, to think, next year. Yeah, I think we mentioned it when he got the contract. Oh. Yeah, but maybe maybe we didn't touch on it, but yeah, he is making more than Randall and Clarkson now, and he's definitely playing the worst. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> have fun with that one, Cavs. Yeah, Jamal Murray um, obviously lighting up Kyrie Irving in the mm-hmm. Boston Celtics, 19 for 30, 48 points, five rebounds, four assists, and some big buckets in the fourth quarter for that Nuggets team. Uh, Could have been going- 19 for 29 if he hadn't uh, shot that last three-pointer. <laughs> That's true, man. He drove up his goal percentages in the bad way yeah jamal murray man like this guy can be special it's hard for me to envision him being an all-star yet but mm-hmm. he, he has games like this where he, he has the potential and he shows you that he can do it and he's still very young he's yeah. 21 or 22 i can't remember at this point but being that young gonna have his best years ahead of him like he he could be a guy that's owning the Western Conference, kind of like Damian Lill- like a uh, Damian Lillard type, in a few years here. Whoa, man! Are we ready to say Jamal Murray is better than Jokic? Is he the best oh, player no, on this no, Nuggets no, no, team? No, we're not saying that. We're not saying that. I'm just saying, I, I no, no, Jokic is amazing. I, he's not even in this equation. I'm just saying <laughs> Jamal Murray has the potential to become a Damian Lillard type of dominant player, like a second tier guard. Dominant guard, yeah, you think? Yeah, like not a Steph Curry mm-hmm. or Russell Westbrook, but a Damian Lillard, man. Like, that yeah, guy's that's, legit. Yeah, that's still legit. Yeah, but I mean, very interesting, man. Is Jamal Jamal Murray, is he going to seriously challenge Jokic for, like, the best player on the Nuggets? Not quite. I mean, Jokic has shown some bad games this year, honestly. Uh, yeah, he, he... He had, like, zero field goals in one game recently. Mm-hmm, he did. Uh, he went 0 for 1. He only, t- yeah, he only shot one shot. And it, was, it was the potential game-winning shot, too. <laughs> <laughs> he missed that one against the Grizzlies. I, yeah, I don't see how your best player can only shoot once, and it's at the very end of the game. That just is so confusing to me. Yeah, he had some foul trouble in that game, but, but still. Not enough. Not, <laughs> not enough to justify. Yeah. He's your uh, best player. I mean, you got Jamal Murray jacking up 30 shots a game sometimes. I mean... Jokic only gets one yeah. for a guy that's supposed to be, like, top 10 player in the league right now, potentially. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think more shots should have should go to Jokic. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, he's just but, on and off. But he's still productive in other aspects. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's rebounding and assisting still. Yeah. But uh, Jamal Murray, man, like, he's he looks good. Like, mm-hmm. he, we got to look out for him in the next few years. Right. How about Hassan Whiteside? He kind of just disappeared no. the last year and a half. Um, this but game, though. <laughs> he came out big. 29 points, 20 rebounds, 9 blocks, in a big win against the San Antonio Man. Spurs. So, so close I'm, to that triple-double. <laughs> so close. I feel like there's a common trend within best performance that they're either like MVP caliber players or they're average players with huge games when they play against the Lakers, the <laughs> Kings, or the Suns. Yeah. But Hassan Whiteside did it against the Spurs, which is – that's impressive. impressive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he had eight of these blocks in the first half alone. So you're looking at it, you're like, man, he only needs two blocks to get this triple-double with blocks. That's crazy. And he didn't do it. He was so close. But 29 and 20, man. So this guy is so inconsistent. 
Mm-hmm. But he's capable of putting up games like this, and this is what they paid him that max contract for a few years ago, is that he's capable of doing this. And man, if they can just keep him on a consistent schedule out, off of injury, consistent training and conditioning and play, then he's going to be a guy that's going to help them in the playoffs. But we haven't seen that up until this point. Yeah, so who are you giving the best performance of the week to here? I'm giving it to Serge Ibaka. Oh, that game Sergi was Baca. ridiculous. Yeah. Sergi Baca. Hassan Whiteside's a close second, though. Yeah, I think I'm going with Hassan Whiteside here. The 29 points and nine blocks. Nine blocks are hard to get. Yes, yeah, really hard <laughs> to get. <laughs> and, I mean, Dubaka, great performance as well, but the Lakers looked like they were ready to take a nap in the middle of the court that game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, LeBron was just ready to go to P. Diddy's birthday. You hear about that? (laughs) Is that what happened? Yeah, so, I mean, after that game, LeBron immediately left Staples Center to attend PDD's birthday. Didn't do any interviews or anything, just up and left. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of – I did not know about that. I don't know how I didn't find out about that. That's crazy. Wow, that's really – that's really – Crappy. What a crappy teammate. That doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I didn't know you didn't know about that. that was, um, I might well, I might put him as a worst that was on performer a, now. <laughs> that's worst that. performance of the week for LeBron yeah. James teammate <laughs> or teamwork. But yeah. Um yeah, that was reported on TMZ Sports, I believe. It would be TMZ Sports. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the only part of basketball <laughs> they care about. Yeah. <laughs> all right. How about West per- worst performances? Austin Rivers, 21 minutes, 0 for 3, 0 points. And a loss against the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, after telling media his teammates aren't giving enough effort? Is this, did this happen? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that happened. So, I mean, they're obviously on this big losing streak, and Austin Rivers is like, yeah, I don't think my teammates are giving enough effort. Well, why don't you look in the mirror, Austin Rivers? You're putting in 21 minutes. You didn't do squat. Yeah. I mean, this is what I expected from Austin Rivers. when I, I knew this trade went down, and honestly, Marcin Gortat playing – not at all is better than Austin Rivers playing on our team. Yeah. Like this was a net gain by subtraction here for the Clippers. This guy just brings nothing to your team. He's talking crap about your team and he's not even contributing. <laughs> this is this is the kind of guy you get in Austin Rivers. So that's what you get, Wizards. Man, what a bundle of characters really. I mean, all oh, these yeah. guys are <laughs> have personalities that, you know, aren't the I mean, let's see the top end personality I guess in the NBA. Well, at least from what we know of, obviously, from media. It's like Curry, you know, Curry's up there. Obviously, he's like yeah, best the family mate. guy, yeah. best mm-hmm. teammate, etc. Um, I mean, the bottom guy, I don't know, probably J.R. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah. And, and, and then it seems like the Washington Wizards are all like, they just got a bunch of guys. They're not quite J.R. Smith, but they're really not that. They're really far from being Steph Curry. They got some bottom tier personalities. Is what yeah, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. Obviously, I don't know any of these guys personally, so this is just based off what. Yeah, but as come- far as like getting along, they just right. don't seem to get along. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how about uh, Frank the Tank from the New York Knicks? 16 minutes, 0 for 6 to go with zero points, one rebound, two assists. Despite being in a double overtime game <laughs> against the Bulls. Yeah. I knew, Neil Akina, he only got 16 minutes, but, I mean, he didn't deserve any more minutes after the way he played in the first 16. This is a guy they're trying to develop, but at the same time, Fizz is trying to win the game. This is a double overtime game. It was really competitive. Yeah. And he just doesn't trust this young guy to get it done yet. So, yeah. I mean, th- this is not the development we – we're expecting from Neil Aquino. We thought he'd finally make another step this year. 
kind of like how Porzingis came in and he was able to contribute immediately to this Knicks team. We thought maybe Phil Jackson had a little little something extra up his sleeve, but it seems like at the end of the day, this is just another bust. <laughs> I wouldn't call him a bust just yet. Uh, but I mean, how much does it take, you know? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. There's so many guys in their second and third year right now that are playing so much better than him, and he was drafted so high. Yeah, and I mean, there was a lot of people upset about it. Uh, well, Jonathan, well, let's move on from Jonathan Sim to Jonathan Simmons, though. Yeah. 20 minutes, 0 for 5, three points, three turnovers, and a loss against the Pistons. The magic yeah. from of Jonathan Simmons. It didn't maybe, last long. <laughs> yeah, it didn't last yeah. long, yeah. Jonathan Simmons is a guy that I was really excited about a few years ago when he got this contract with the magic because I'm like, oh, this guy, he played really well in the Spurs. He had flashes of greatness. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I was finally going to get those starter kind of minutes, and uh, he just, eh, nothing. Yeah. It's so disappointing. Well, I'm surprised you put this guy on here. Kevin Knox, only nine minutes, 0 for 6, 0 points, 1 turnover. Well, that's why I put him on there, because in <laughs> nine minutes, he shot six times and missed everything. And this is the guy they drafted highly, too, just like Neil Aquina. This guy was touted as one of the guys that could potentially outdo his draft value. He yeah. picked it like, what, 8th or ninth? I don't remember what pick the Knicks had. But everyone was, like, really high on him. He had a great summer league. And that's that's what you're getting right now with him. <laughs> they need to yeah, just run like, place. They need uh, to just run place or end his cancer, period. Yes, they do. <laughs> no. For my fantasy team, please. <laughs> but, yeah, you got, you got Trey Young just playing amazing right now. Doncic and Wendell Carter. Shea Gilgis is playing good for the Clippers, and he was picked mm-hmm. 11th. Even Miles Bridges is showing really good games for the Hornets. And you look at Kevin Knox, and this is the guy who was, he was the the first guy drafted um, from that good Kentucky team last year, I think. Right. And, yeah, so far, no good. Yeah, I mean, none of these Knicks can really find the end of the basket right now, I mm-hmm. think. It's just Cantor and a couple dudes. Um, yeah. Uh, how about Carmelo Anthony? This is a guy. <laughs> I think oh, out of all yes. of them, I think he gets he deserves the most flack here. One for eleven, zero for six from three, two points, five rebounds, one turnover, and negative twenty-two plus or minus in a loss against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, and I mean, offering no help to a struggling Rockets team right now. <laughs> it is sad, man. I the Thunder were lo- missing Russell Westbrook, and they've been missing Andre Roberson uh, for the entire season. And the Rockets were pretty much full strength. They had Ennis back, Harden's back in the lineup, Paul's healthy now. So what? Yeah. <laughs> they still got torched by the Thunder. Only scored 80 points total in the game tonight against them, which is unheard of for this Rockets team that we've come to expect multiple 110, 120-plus point performances from them mm-hmm. uh, from last year. And, yeah, Carmelo Anthony, man, I mean – I got to give him the worst, worst performance of the week. Yeah. Like this, this is just pathetic from a guy who's supposed to replace Trevor Reza and Mamamute, be that guy that fills in there. It's yeah, not I mean, working. And they don't want him to do anything differently than he's ever done. Just shoot the ball, Carmelo. Shoot the ball. Yeah, he's supposed to be good at shooting the ball. He's not been good at shooting the ball. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, it's kind of wild. Like, the Rockets just started this insane thing of just chucking up as many threes as you can. Uh and the leagues run away with that this yeah, year. Yeah, and other teams and have adapted the, it better than them. <laughs> yeah, and they're at the, the worst at it right now. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 had, I had to give an honorable mention, though, and we've already – I feel like we've talked about this so much already. But the entire Lakers yeah. team <laughs> that allowed 70 points in the first uh. half, 42 points in the first quarter. <laughs> they became the first team in the last 20 seasons to trail by 30 points or more. In a first quarter oh. at home. <laughs> I mean, only 17 points from their side, shooting 8 for 21 from the field in the first quarter. I mean, they had at some home. open shots <laughs> at home, too. I think the crowd was stunned. I think yeah. it was a sellout crowd as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is a marquee matchup. And you look at Kawhi Leonard being out of this game. This is a perfect opportunity for you to turn the season around. Yeah, they they could have a winning record right now instead of a losing record. They'd be six and five instead of five and six. So that that's pretty big mm-hmm. if you look at it that way. And I mean, we we had to give a little hate to them. They're just disappointing you as a Laker fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just like I turned on the TV. I'm like, oh, the Lakers are gonna get this one. No Kawhi. The Toronto <laughs> Raptors just flew to L.A. for this game. They're like five hours ahead or five hours. Yeah, like yeah. the game started at seven thirty, dude. The Toronto Raptors are sleeping at seven thirty <laughs> Western Conference time. Not yeah. trying to get ready for a basketball game. Oh, man. Lakers were the ones caught napping. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, I mean, hey, they turned it around against the Timberwolves. But still, you got to – they, they, they got to be shouted out here in worst performances with that team performance. Yeah. Um, and, hey, maybe we can even give a little shout-out to Jimmy Butler for uh, helping the Lakers beat the Timberwolves with uh, helping out Tyus Jones here with our final thought yeah. of the podcast. So – the story here, Tyus Jones wants to watch his brother Trey in the Duke's opening game, uh, but that's all the way in Indiana. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of far from Los Angeles, and Tyus yeah. can't find a good flight to get him back to L.A. in time. So you know what good teammate Jimmy Butler does? He charters a private jet for the both of them to fly out to watch the game and then fly back the next day uh, to play the Lakers and uh, they lost that game. <laughs> so the real question is, at first glance, you're like, wow, oh, Jimmy Butler, good teammate. Is he actually look better because he helped out his teammate Tyus see a game, or worse, because he made him and, and Tyus more tired for this game with the Lakers? Yeah, that's kind of like a little boneheaded thing there. I mean, yeah, I mean, the intention seems well. But, yeah, you fly to a completely different time zone. Then you fly back into the other time zone to play (laughs) another basketball game. Yeah, probably not the best way to prepare, and especially since they're on this road trip. Um, I mean, I think it's a cool gesture as a teammate. I mean, hell, I I wouldn't mind being charted a private jet from... (laughs) From my teammate or my coworker or something, right? <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. I don't yeah. even know what that's like. But I mean, they lost. They lost that game last night. But it's one game out of eighty, and I don't think this is the re- complete big reason they lost. There's obviously other things going on. So I still give uh, Jimmy Butler a thumbs up for this. I think he looks a little good here. Yeah, that that's my impression too. I just had I had to think about it that way though, because you know it's yeah. like. You are a professional basketball player. Like, you have to be ready for your games. Yeah. Um, sometimes, I don't Sometimes life takes the wheel, so I guess. Uh, I mean, this I can't hard, be any... It's hard to know what the right thing to do was there. Yeah, I mean, I guess this can't be any worse than, God, than you know, uh, LeBron leaving LA, leaving, leaving the stadium to go party <laughs> with Pete Diddy. <laughs> That's true, yeah. As soon as the game's over, and then <laughs> a couple days later, you got the Timberwolves coming into town. Or, I mean, some guys, you know... They always call it like the L.A. road trips when teams come into L.A. They got the Lakers and then they got the Clippers or the Clippers yeah. and the Lakers. 
I know they go out. They go out after that first oh, game yeah. in, in LA. It's like the best part of their schedule, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. It'll be sad when the Clippers move. If, if I mean, you always talk about what if the Clippers had, were an expansion team, they went to Seattle or some other place, so there wasn't two LA teams. But I think teams like having two teams in LA so that they can just spend a few nights in the city of Angels. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean Charlotte Hornets. I'm sure a couple guys there love the, when they go Clippers <laughs> yeah, and then Utah Lakers. Jazz. Yeah, probably love exactly. it. Yeah, the Utah Jazz. Exactly, exactly. Uh, well, uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, this this was week four of the NBA, and next week we'll be covering whatever, whatever else happens in this league. I'm sure we'll be covering the Timberwolves and the Lakers, <laughs> and we'll see if the, the Wizards' boat is still sinking even further down. Yeah, my bet's on yes. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Have a good week, everyone.